Esther podcast is designed for Christian women who God has called to a career. Our goal is to identify the modern Esther in all women and to leave you feeling empowered with the mission to glorify God in your vocation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Esther. This is Danielle, and I'm actually located in Perdido Key, Florida. I'm on vacation with my family, and due to the holidays and vacations, Amy and I could not get service with each other, so she won't be able to join us this week, but she sends her best, and she's sorry. Um, and I was contemplating going inside to record this episode, but I thought maybe you guys would want to hear the waves. They're just so soothing, but they might sound more like on the on your end, but anyway, if you do hear that sound, that is the waves. Um I am super excited to um, be talking about this week's um, episode entitled JL, The Fierce Warrior or The Stay-at-Home Mom. And that is a question we'll be discussing at the very end of this podcast. So be thinking about your you know, your opinions on that. I mean, you've heard a little bit about her story from last week. Um, I did want to thank everybody who is a new listener. Welcome. And all the loyal followers as we continue to study uh, Deborah. The last episode, Amy and I discussed all the varying qualities of Deborah as she is a judge, a prophet, a wife, a poet, political leader. And with all that, it was a pretty hefty resume, and she never seemed to let that define her. Um, in the same way, we are more than our resume, and we are more than we are written on paper. And believing that, believing that we are more than what we are defined as socially or culturally, um, that will actually allow us fully to be used by God at any moment. And we will definitely see this in Judges 5. God certainly used an unexpected candidate um, to win this incredible battle. And her name is JL. So I'm kind of picking up there in Judges 4, 18 through 22. I just wanted to quickly reread her story and then kind of talk about it a little bit. So Jael went to meet Sisera and said to him, so real quick, this is when Sisera has fled and is looking for shelter after uh, the battle that Deborah sent Barak on, right? So uh, Jael meets Sisera as he's kind of wandering and says, come into my tent, sir, come in, don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anybody comes in and asks you if there is anyone here, say no. But when Sisera fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up with a hammer and tent peg in her hand. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground, so he died. When Barak came looking for Sisera, Jael went out to meet him. She said, come and I will show you the man you are looking for. So he followed her into the tent and found Sisera laying there dead with a tent peg through his temple. So we remember the story from last episode. And as we were kind of rereading this again, several things popped out to Amy and I. And one of the first things is we pointed out last week was that she is friendly with this enemy king, but she was definitely not friends with him, right? So what was this friendly relation? This could have been from her husband trying to protect their their family from an enemy wrath. So he was either trying to elevate his status in order to protect his family if the enemy did win in the battle. But either way, Sisera 
did seem to trust JL, which eventually became his downfall. Um, and why did he trust him? It's very clear that she was not intimidating. This is a very huge point because he underestimated her. And there's a huge power in being underestimated. Um, he probably would not have underestimated Deborah because she was so intimidating because of all her accolades and she was very well known and she was very prominent in her culture. Um, but what was this little JL woman going to do to him? Well, a lot. He underestimated her. But he did not expect, sister did not expect JL to harm him. She was more likely friendly to him before. She seemed very hospitable at this time and she was a woman. And according to verse 20, it says, if anyone, as Sisera says to JL, if anyone comes to the tent, tell them no one is here. So it definitely gives inference that uh, she was alone at the time. So at this point, putting her in the more vulnerable position than Sisera, you know, providing him the upper hand. So probably even allowing him to trust her even more. Uh, bringing up the point that Amy and I were kind of talking about kind of behind uh, recordings, you know, in between episodes, would Sister have acted any differently if JL's husband was around? And I think mo probably he would have. I think that if um, if JL's husband was around, he may have been less likely to come into the tent. Um, if it was only the husband, he definitely probably would have been. There is just, there does seem to be that, that trustworthy aspect um, that JL is giving off that as allowing Sisera to be more vulnerable. Um, thirdly, we see that she's extremely smart. And we pick this up when she gave him a blanket to warm him. She gave him milk when he asked for water. Now, all that Sisera is thinking, oh my gosh, she's being so kind and hospitable when all, you know, all I needed was just some shelter to hide. But remember, Dale was, you know, a tent woman. She was a stay-at-home mom. She was a mother. So... She knew what would work to get her kids asleep, a warm blanket, a warm milk. So she wanted him to go to go to sleep so she could then execute her plan. Um, and she she was very smart about it. You know, she was very charming in, um, in I don't want to say conniving, but in a way, you know, very smooth in her execution. Um, fourthly, she was extremely brave. Uh, by definition, I love the word brave. Um, it actually means ready to face and endure danger or pain or having moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. So when people talk about brave, they're like, oh my gosh, that person's so brave. They have so much courage. They're just that. They just don't have any fear. No, that's completely different. Like if you're brave, you understand all of the fear. You soak it in. You know, you understand all, you have weighed and measured every single danger, pain, difficulty, and fear, and have understood the consequences that you could about to ensue. But in spite of all of your fear, in spite of all the pain that you could, in fact, endure, you act anyway. So just sit and think for a second about how much... JL had to do that. You know, here she is. She was a homemaker. She was a mom. She didn't have much experience as a warrior, right? But she did know how to set and tear down a tent. 
Michelle McLean Walters in her book, The Deborah Anointing, quotes, In those days, everything connected with a tent was a woman's job. And the woman became an expert in all the phases of making, pitching, and striking tents. This is why JL was able to turn her skill to good account. As with a tent pin in one hand and a maul in the other, she drove the pin home through the skull of Sisera as he slept. And I think that that is just so clear on um, on the fact that she didn't have the hands or the skills of a warrior, but she knew what she was good at, and God used that. She was very smart in in her field, in homemaking, in tent pitching, and really that's all it took. She didn't have to be a Deborah. All she had to be was a JL, and that was what won the entire battle. Um, that brings me to my next point, and that's the title is a warrior or stay-at-home mom. And I love this. Um, it was originally going to be, you are more than just a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to offend anyone if they're very comfortable being a stay-at-home mom because me and I mean, you know, that's, that's a really tough job being a stay-at-home mom, raising your kids. I have a friend who has uh, three kids and is a stay-at-home mom. I have another friend who has uh, three kids and is expecting one on the way, uh, expecting her fourth kid. And it's crazy to see how, how composed they are. And they have just got this system that works for their family. And they, uh, without them, their family would truly fall apart. It's, it's, a, it's the hardest job in the world. My mom's always described it as being a mom is the hardest job in the world. Um, but I didn't want to cut any mom short by saying that they weren't a warrior. Now, I'm not yet a mom. I hope one day to be. But from what I'm experienced with my own mom and my sisters and my friends, there isn't much of a difference. What I mean by that is there isn't anything my mom wouldn't do for her kids and anything that she wouldn't protect us from. She's literally the epitome of a mama bear. So if you come at her kids, you come at her. And there's actually very little that she would, you know, wouldn't do to protect her kids. Um, and I've seen many instances of that. So I, in some ways, I mean, my mom has never been trained in the ways of war. Um, and yet I would consider one of my biggest fighters, um, that's ever been in my life. And I think that in the same way, JL, JL knew the consequences of sister winning the war and what that would mean for her and her, her as herself as a female and that she would most likely be taken away and treated as a sex slave and separated from her children and who would raise her children and what would happen to her children under the reign of this Canaanite king. And so, you know, I mean, ultimately, like, what are the risks? There is none. You know, she's going to be, she's going to be the mama bear. And if an opportunity presents itself, and if God's called her to do it and bless that situation, then she's, she's going to do it. Um, one, one of the other things that I loved about, um, JL was, her motives were extremely pure. You know, she didn't, she risked the ultimate thing. You know, if anything were to go wrong in her plan, it would definitely mean death for her and her family and her children, right? And her entire family. Um, but she didn't even think about um, the victory that she were to claim. Um, she didn't seek fame and glory. And I wonder sometimes that you have to kind of stop and wonder, like, are we willing to stand up 
you know, it's twofold question. Are you willing to stand up and fight the battle when you know the consequences are bad? Like if he, if she were to miss the tent peg and he were to wake up and her family were to die, or are you also willing to stand up and fight the battle when you know that you may never get the glory? And I think depending on your personality, those, those two questions are going to come into your mind. And I think that she was just willing to do it to protect her, her kids and in this war. And, um, and what we see in Judges 5.24 is that um, God, through Deborah, gave her glory anyway. She was known as, and I quote in Judges 5.24, Most blessed among women is Jael, the wife of Hebar the Kenite. May she be blessed above all the women who live in tents. May she be the most blessed stay-at-home mom. And I just love that Deborah wrote that. I love that Deborah gave her all the glory. I love that she was her cheerleader. Um, I love that she was able to praise another woman and not say, well, I was the one who gave you the vision. No, she was willing to say, but you were the, you were the one that was brave when we needed you the most. And it, and she, you know, didn't, um, didn't put down that she was a woman who lived in a tent, you know, didn't put down that she was a stay at home mom, but elevated that. And, um, when I read that, Again, this time looking at her from a woman who lived in a tent, it just gave me co-chills knowing that um, Deborah was really trying to encourage other women in this time to be, to arise and to be companions of God and to take their claim in this world that God really did provide for us as well as men. And she wasn't in a competition with them. She wanted women to be on the same team. And I think that setting aside your pride, again, was that question, are you willing to set aside your pride if it means shining the light on someone else? And Deborah and JL both exemplified um, that wonderful characteristic. Um, We also wanted to take a moment to talk about JL because and kind of move off of Deborah because she really is the true heroine um, of the story. And she can sometimes be forgotten, to be honest. I've probably heard of Deborah before this a couple of times. You know, I mean, Amy and I were discussing the last couple of episodes about how Deborah's kind of the forgotten judge, but JL's the forgotten hero. And and it's sad, and, and I think that... Um, we need to remember that God never forgets you, that he has a plan for you and he is grooming for you, and he is grooming you for what he is doing in your life. Just like he was grooming JL for all the time she was putting up a tent. She could have never known that it would have became her weapon in the fight for the Lord. I love what it says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Um, Heroines will arise in unforeseen places. Um, If this story has taught me anything, it's definitely that when it's your time, you know, when an opportunity presents itself, it doesn't really matter who you are or what you're doing. The only thing that matters is will you arise? Michelle McLean Walters again says in her book, Many times when we obey the Lord, he is setting us up for the greatest breakthroughs of our lives. 
God is in the habit of, of anointing ordinary things and making them extraordinary. He took Moses' ordinary stick and caused it to be a conduit of power for miracles. When he took Jael's skill with the tent pen and wounded the strong man. Whether you are a woman on the front line like Deborah or a stay-at-home woman like Jael, this is the hour we must let God take whatever is in our hands, i.e. skills, gifts, and talents, and let them be used for the glory of the kingdom. You just must arise for the occasion when it's called, and you must be willing to put down your pots and pans and pick up the tin peg. You must be willing to set aside your memos, your briefs, your manuscripts, and pick up the sword of truth and breastplate of righteousness. You must be willing to turn off your phone and listen for his voice of truth. For when the time comes, we will need to arise and be ready to fight in the army of God. Every day you are in training, and when the time comes, you will not fail. As it says in Psalm 46, 5, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. God, I thank you so much for all of the JLs that I've experienced in my life and that I've witnessed. And I just thank you for all the Debras too that, um, that are in the forefront, but then let other people get the victory. And I thank you for um, putting certain circumstances and situations in our life. And I just pray that when that time comes, that we will arise, that we will just for a moment Take that chance, no matter how scared we are, to step out of our comfort zone, pick up our tent peg, and act in all of your glory so that we can fight in your great battle. God, make us warriors for your name and make us women of faith. And ask us in your name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us, um, or me, I guess I should say. Um, we look forward to catching up with you all in two more weeks. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Deborah's husband, Lapidus, and it's going to have an interesting spin, but it's really important in the character of Deborah and who we are as women. And so, um, thank you so much for joining us and for utilizing the email. Oh man, I'm loving seeing all your stories. So, please. Continue to write to us at themodernesterpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, website, themodernester.com. Follow us on Instagram and our Facebook page. We just love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for all your support. And, um, and yeah, and we'll see you in two weeks. God bless.